When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman and alongside Steve Harmison looking back at all the action from day four at Edgbaston where England once again dominated and are incredibly in position to make it four wins from four. Plenty to discuss here on the following on podcast from myself, John Norman and Steve Harmison. So if you're listening to the show, you no doubt know England are favourites to go on and win the fifth test and level up the series two apiece. They need 119 and they've got seven wickets in hand. Joe Root, 75, Bairstow, 73. Uh, All of this after Ben Stokes took four wickets. Um, Matthew Potts took a couple and Jack Leach won as well as India's last seven wickets put on just 120. Pajara, the first man to go, slapping a short wide delivery to point. Ayer pulling a short delivery to mid-wicket. Richard Pant reverse sweeping to first slip for 57. And there wasn't really that much else to show. However... Still, despite being bowled out for 245, India massive favourites, setting England 378 runs to win and just shy of five sessions to get them in. But England got off to an electric start, the quickest century partnership by an England opening pair ever. Uh, they reached uh, 100 inside 19 overs, and it was a surprise when Crawley went just before the tea break, shouldering arms for 46. However, surprise was replaced by panic just after. Pope went first ball of the uh, evening session, and when Alex Lees was run out farcically two uh, runs later, England has subsided 107 without loss to 109 for three. But then upstepped uh, Joe Root and Johnny Bairstow. Bairstow had a life. Um, he was dropped on 14, but he's still there at Stumps on 72. Joe Root, seamless, 76, both on the verge of another century. And England need 119 runs on day five uh, if they are to complete a fantastic victory. Plenty to talk about on the show this evening. 
story of the day. So, Harmy, look, neither of us gave England much of a chance uh, yesterday, but for the second day in a row, they absolutely dominated. Um, last seven wickets for India. I mean, really, most of the bats, batsmen got, got themselves out. Maybe a signs of complacency there. 245 all out. But still, when you set a team 378 runs to win, you win You you win 49 times out of 50, didn't you? Unless the less weather gets involved. But here we are. Uh, stumps on day four. And England are, are firm favourites. 259 for three. Two very familiar names at the crease. Um, in Root and Bairstow. I mean... I mean, England are, England are going to do it. Yeah, there's still a lot, there's still a long way to go. I think we've got to remember this is going to be your fifth day pitch. I think huge amount of credit to the way England have gone about their job, not only with the bat but with the ball as well to set it up. Ben Stokes copped a bit yesterday. He really did. He copped a bit from from former players, from people who thought, you know what. Because there was a little bit of naivety towards his captaincy, he stood up to it. He really did. He's he's got four wickets. England took seven wickets, ninety runs. Could have been complacency. I thought India took the water in today. I really did. I thought with the bat, they waited for somebody else to do the job, and then all of a sudden they're out. You know, they they got bowled out. They should. There's no way in the world in England should have been chasing under under four hundred. Um, and then when it, it came to came to bat, and I still think that there's there's a twist in this tale yet. I still think there's tomorrow morning the two boys have got to get in and get going again. But if the same mentality of Indian players come out tomorrow morning, then England win. Um, but I don't think Jadeja can bowl as badly as he bowled, and I think we've got to give a huge amount of credit to Alex Lee. I think Alex Lee set the tone beautifully today. He came down a wicket in the first over. I thought he's, his approach was was very, very proactive, especially batting with somebody like Zach Crowley, who is more, is more the aggressor, but he had his own demons to deal with. And I thought he dealt with them brilliantly today. He left the ball really well outside of Stump, took the offside out of the game. I think he only hit, hit two big booming drives, both of them after he had faced 45 balls. Um, and I think that set the, the, the sort of platform and the foundation for England to to go on and be in a, in a in a wonderful position. And I think the way Besto and Root back naturally um, took the second ball out of the game, but really out of the equation, second new ball. And also they've took the sort of after tea, after sort of lunch, tea time, wear and tear on a fifth day pitch, taking that out of the equation as well. So um, all in all, for as much as it's been a difficult couple of days for England and Ben Stokes, He's got to be immensely proud of himself for the way he did. He went about the job, captaincy and bowling this morning, and then the way his team's gone about challenging, trying to take down this three hundred and was it three hundred and seventy seventy run lead. I mean, Alex Lee's statement really to the eighth ball of the innings really said it all, didn't he? Yeah. You know, down the track and then just swiping Mohammed Shami through mid wicket for four, and and you knew, okay, here we go again. And and I still, I still quite, I still, I mean, I expected India to be able to deal with it, but actually they did, they haven't dealt with it in much the same way New Zealand can deal with it. No, I thought, like I said, I think that they took the water in first up. I think when, you, when you're bowling, sometimes when there's a game plan there of trying to be ultra aggressive, 
possibly an inexperienced captain and Jasper Bummer. We've seen at the end there after T. Hans waving his arms around Jason changing the field. Um, Coley's waving his arms around changing the field. And I think an, a more experienced captain might have just dealt with that first 10 overs better than, than Jasper Bummer did. And because of his, he had to go and he had to come on and bowl. He only bowled, I think, three, three or four overs in his first spell and then took himself off. Um, and I think that's credit down to, to England. I think when you bowl and you look to try and hit an area, and England came at India in such a way that India more or less went to revert to one-day mode. Their bowlers were bowling a lot of Yorkers. They were bowling full and wide. And it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a fourth innings pitch. It's, you know, this is, this is day four. This is day four between lunch and tea. You're hit, just banging area outside off stump. The ball will do the work for you. We've seen it, you know, over the course of the last two days. Now, if you hit this pitch hard, it will do the work for you. They took that out of the equation a little bit because they went fuller, really full, where England could get the drives away and come down a wicket and have a go. So I think a little bit of, I think, inexperienced naivety in the captain on both fronts in this game. And I think that's become the advantage of, of India because I don't think India bowled well at all. And then Jadeja. He's bowling over the wicket. He tried a little bit round the wicket, but I just don't think he bowled. He had any rhythm to his bowl. And I thought, right at the very start, India win this test match because they've got a trump card. They've got Jadeja on a, a fourth innings, fifth day pitch. Um, and he will do the business. And he didn't. I thought he bowled poorly. But saying all that, I mean, Joe Root's averaging 100 for the summer. Johnny Bairstow's hit three centuries in three three matches and, you know, could make that four and three. He's hit five centuries in 2022. Um, the mindset of Alex Lees has changed from the Caribbean to the summer. Um, I mean, credit where, it, I mean, credit where you, you often say that uh, bowlers are allowed to bowl good balls, but England, England's batters are suddenly... I mean, they're looking as good as they have done in years. They're looking as though that I've always said to, and I've said this to youngsters as well, if you get in a position to hit the ball, you'll get in a better position to defend it, being positive. If, if you are, if you stand there, pick your bat up, and you look to try and hit the ball, head going towards the target, and your hands are coming in such a way that you're coming towards the ball to try and hit the ball, you will defend it better. You'll, bet, you'll be in a better prepared, and you'll be in a better position to defend the ball because the last minute you can change your change your up your, your sort of options and then get everything in behind it. If you're just constantly looking to survive and constantly looking to defend it and constantly in a negative sort of mindset and frame of mind, then all of a sudden doubt creeps in. Am I there and I'm in the right position? I'm in the right position. And then you end up nicking it. You end up following it and you end up nicking it. But when you're in a position to to, to hit the ball, Ricky Ponting was the best player I ever played against. And whenever you bowled at Ricky, you always felt that every ball I bowled at Ricky, he was going to hit it. And then at the last minute, if it was in a good area, then sort of 12 studs come flying towards you. The hands went above the air and he left it. He was positive. He was coming towards it. And I think that's the mindset shift that this England cricket team's had. In the Caribbean, there was a lot of negativity. There was a lot of defensive batting. There was a lot of absorbing the game. Now we've got to survive, got to survive, got to survive. That was the mantra. We've got to survive. Now when we're looking to hit it, 
You put bowlers under pressure because bowlers then start changing their lengths. Maybe he's going that a little bit fuller, like we did in the in this, in this session and in, in this innings. We go on a little bit shorter, and then all of a sudden you can because you're in a positive frame of mind. You can then rotate strike. You can make it very, very difficult for the bowler to sit in. And I think that's what England have done. There's been a mindset shift in going, not going hard at the ball as in we've got to hit every ball for four, but we were actually going to try and be positive towards the ball. And sometimes, you, well, majority of the time, you get in a better position to leave the ball as well as defend the ball if you've got that mindset. And I think that's the shift that England batters have had over the course of the last six weeks as opposed to the last six months where a lot of our batting has been about survival. And whenever you're just surviving, good bowlers knock you over. I've just been watching Alex Lees on TV um, and he, he looks like he can't believe to be in such amazing company, sat alongside mm. or stood alongside Kevin Peterson and Ravi Shastri. And he just looks like the kid that's, that's won the competition, you know, and, and credit to him. But what's quite funny is, is that he's just left them to it and shook, shook in the hand, shaking the hand of Kevin Peterson and Ravi and Ian Ward as well and walked off. And I interviewed Alex Leafs before the uh, Trent Bridge test match. And after I shook his hand, I was like, whoa, you've got a proper handshake, mate. He's a strong you know, boy. Yeah. He just crushed my hand. And just watching on the uh, TV, KP and Ian Ward are both wringing their hands. So <laughs> it's not just me. Um, no, he's a strong boy. And I think he has got a very good... Look, this, this lad was a captain of Yorkshire when he was young. He was earmarked as a, a long-time captain of, of Yorkshire. And for whatever reason, it didn't work. It didn't work at Yorkshire. The captaincy was a burden on his shoulder. And he, he had a struggle in, in, in what, two seasons. And then decided, you know what, I need, a, I need a move. Not many people will do that. That's, that's, that's why this guy's playing for England now. Because he moved. He didn't just sit on the, the sort of treadmill of county cricket, comfortable in the county he was born in, surroundings he was, right, if I want to be better, I'm going to move. I'm going to take me a comfort zone and move it. I'm going to challenge myself to go again. And he did, and he did that at Durham. And it's not, not far, it's a little bit further up the road, but he's got himself in a position where he's gone through some bad times. So he's got things to draw back on. And now he's starting to feel as though he's an England player. I agree. In the Caribbean, I, 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 I played golf a couple of times with Alex Lee. He's a lovely human being. He is a really, really nice guy. And he's appreciative of, of everything he's got and everything that he's given, um, being, being picked for England. And there was a couple of times over a beer or, or you know, a, a meal in the Caribbean. I've got the same, I've got the same conclusion as you. He has won a raffle. He's over the moon. He's played <laughs> cricket for England. Yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been given this chance. Um, but slowly but surely, he's got better and better as his test match career has gone. And when I when I see people and say, "Oh, we've got to change the openers because they're not getting hundreds," and not, I'm not bothered about me me openers get big big hundreds. All I'm bothered is me openers is getting start getting starts and getting going, overseeing the new ball. If they're constantly getting forties and fifties and sixties and seventies, then England are off to a good start. We've got Joe Root, we've got Johnny Bairstow, Ben Stokes. You know, not everybody's going to get 100 every single game, but we're not exposing these to the new ball. And I think that's what the qualities of Alex Lees has given this England cricket team. And I think he's growing with confidence in his career going forward. And it was brilliant for him today. How did you assess Zach Crawley? Because we spoke about him, didn't we, on day one. Ben Stokes came out and was like, he's my man. He's going to be in the team. And 
you know, he, until he got out. And it was always going to be, wasn't it? When you've been, you're told to put away the cover drive and stop playing at balls you don't need to. He ends up getting bowled <laughs> top of off, shouldering arms. But before that, I thought, I thought, fair play to you. He was, he was uh, a little bit more, anyway, he was a defensive partner for the first you know, half of their partnership. But then as the innings progressed and it came towards T, he started playing more confidently, getting on the front foot. And, you know, 46, you know, it's not a century. It's not a match-winning innings, but there's enough there to keep him to keep him in for the next test, no matter what anybody says. Yeah, I think he's, I, I, I think he's around for as much as Ben says, he's my man and I'm going to back him till the end of the summer. If Zach Crawley nicked off in this innings for 10, 15, 20, then I think they had to drop him for Zach's good. Because he's on good. I think he, he needed to take him out of the phone line. I think he's given himself some massive confidence in this game of working out how to go about getting in and getting going and getting a start. And these are little building blocks, little victories that you need as an opener, a little bit to look that you have. Because there's a couple of times he left outside off stump. And he, and I'm sure he was, he was waiting for it. I'm sure he was waiting for. Oh, that's close. And he waiting for the death rattle. He eventually left one, and he, and he got it. But I didn't mind. I sat there when he got out, and I was like, you know what? I don't mind that. I don't mind that because he's had a plan, right? He's had a game plan that he's going to put that big booming driver where he's not going to sort of push anything outside of stump. So he's going to play well within his crease. And he did play well within his crease. A lot of his defensive strokes were from probably a little bit taller in, in stature, where he's defended from the crease a little bit. Less foot movement forward. His head was quite good. He was balanced and he was defending the ball down on the ground. So his hands weren't going away from his body. When you defend the ball down, hits the middle of the bat, hits the ground right in front of you. That's, that's what you want as an opening batsman. Letting the ball come to you rather than you go to it. Because when you go to it as an opening batsman, because the ball's newer, ball might deviate, the ball might swing and move, then you're you're sort of you're bringing the slip and, and keeper into the play. So I thought from Zach's point of view there, I thought he, his innings was very very good. You know, a lo- couple of lovely shots down the ground, he had some sweet shots through mid wicket, and then after about forty yard balls, he got a lovely half volley, and we've seen a proper extra cover drive. Yes, fine, um, but when he left it. I'm not saying it was always coming, but it was always going to be on the cards that if he was he was trying to sort of rein himself in and hold himself in. So I didn't mind it. I thought I thought there's a lot of good things of Zach Crawley today, um, and it's something for him to build on, not for anything other than him to build on and individually. Um, it's like when you you're bowling to a plan. If you've got a short ball theory, if I'm bowling to a plan, a short ball theory, I'd rather bowl wide over the top than not be short enough. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going hard at a batsman. If I bowl two or three balls, short balls, and I get wided, I'm not bothered because I'm going at the batsman. I'm, bo- I'm bowling to a plan. And I think what Zach's done is he's tried to take the offside out of the game by just leaving the ball, leaving the ball, leaving the ball. And when the bowler, bowler comes to him, playing it through mid-wicket. Um, Alistair Cook did that for a large p- proportion of his career when he struggled outside of stub and he kept getting nicked off. He would then just go, right, you know what? I'm putting off the offside away. Waiting on the bowler, unbelievable concentration. And I'm just going to clip you off the leg, wait for the short ball, you know, the cut and pull, and clip you off my off my hip. And 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 that's why Cookie scored all them runs he got, because of the amount of discipline. Zach Crowley showed good discipline today. Um, he was unfortunate that he, he 
You know, it was a good ball, top of off stump. But I think there was good signs there. And that will give not only Zach, but England hierarchy, confidence to pick him for the next game. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Moment of the day. OK, then, Harmy, who was at fault for the run-out? Uh, Alex Lee's, simple as that. Ball goes behind. Joe's a call. Alex Lee's not only... He's not the quickest. Alex Lee's, he's... he's he looks as though he's towing a caravan when he's when he's running. He's a bit. Yeah, I think I think I'd give him a race at the minute. Um, but I think it was. I think he had to go with his partner. I think in that situation, when when you hit the ball behind you, your your partner shouts, "You've got to go." Um, and unfortunately, Alex Lees was Lees was a little bit guilty of ball watching. And by the time he got himself in a position to set off and go and get his feet going, he was in a little bit of quicksand. Um, it was too late. Root was Root was comfortably comfortably in. He was probably going to the danger end, but because of the ball watching split second, I think Leeds was at fault. Um, Joe called early, and his partner should have gone. By the time Leeds got his head up, looked around, and then made a decision to go, it was far too late. And I need to talk to you about Virat Kohli as well because we saw him and Beth though going at it the other day. And he was at it again today. You'd think he would learn because Bester went on to score 100. Uh, he's in Alex Lee's ear on the way back from T, on the way well, to T, on the way back from T. He's given it plenty. I mean, Lee's actually ended up, obviously, as we've just spoken about, run himself out. But 
I mean, where do you sit with it? Because there are some people that just feel he should be censured, apparently. You know, his carry-on is a bit ridiculous and he should, you know, he shouldn't be allowed. Or is it just great to see someone caring that much, really? I like to see there's somebody caring that much and fire in the belly. I don't mind it, I must admit. I can see why people get annoyed by it. It sticks and stones for me. I um, was always told by my mum, if somebody called me names in the playground, you either turn a blind ear or you belt him one. Unfortunately, <laughs> Johnny, unfortunately, Johnny can't belt him because that would then get him into trouble. <laughs> but you can just cop a deaf one. And look, it, it, it hasn't worked. It didn't work in, in the first innings. Johnny went and got 100. I think India see Johnny as quite volatile in emotion. And I think they think if we can get under his skin, he might just hit one up in the air or he might just take us on. He did in the first innings. He took them on and it worked for Johnny. And I think that's what they're looking for. I don't mind it. I really don't. I think David Boone had a word with Raul Dravid. And you could see the cameras picked it up. Um, I think that's what it was about. I think Booney might have just gone. And bear in mind, I played I played for Booney. And Booney said nothing on the field. And when he did say something on the field, yeah, he, if he did go at somebody, he went with a, yeah, the moustache was going 6 nothing, And he'd give it, to, give it to somebody. But it only happened twice, I think, in my three or four year career with, with David Boone, but he's an authoritarian as Booney, but he let the game go. And I think he might've just been saying to Raul Dravid, just calm him down. You know, we don't want it to go too far. And I think this, he does, Virat Kohli, he, he gets close to the line. I don't have a problem with it as long as he doesn't overstep it. I think this guy is brilliant for test cricket. And while he has got the emotion and passion like he's got, like that, I think Test cricket survives because we need India to to to, to keep loving Test cricket. And while Virat Kohli still loves the game and is passionate about the game the way he is, and yes, he can look foolish dancing around the way he did when the wicket of Alex Lees was. But at the end of the day, when you play for your country and you've got the fire in the belly and the passion you've got, I don't mind it when he has a go like that. I think it's great for the crowd. I think it gets them going, gets the atmosphere going. Certainly got Johnny going yesterday. Uh, I've not got a problem with it, but I think David Boone had a word in Dravid's ear and we might just hear something about that. Whether it's a reprimand, slapping the wrist, a quiet word or 25%, that might be coming Virat Kohli's way at the end of the test match. But will it stop him? 25%? I don't think it will. I think he's got a few quid in the bank. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, homie, what is going to happen tomorrow? I still think there's a twist here. I still think there's a twist here. I've got a funny feeling. I've got a funny feeling Stuart Broad might be the one to hit the winning runs tomorrow. <laughs> I really do. I've got a funny feeling that we could get into the realms of the bowlers having to need maybe 10 between them. Probably not Anderson. Possibly not Potts. But a Jack Leach plinked down a third man. Stuart Broad possibly sort of shoveling it into the leg side. Um, I still think there's a sting in this tilt. I think Jadeja can't bowl as badly as he did today. He really can't. And I think India come out one good, big, big go. One session. Umra, just to break the game open. And if he does that, and you know, I've got to remember as well, inexperience, you know, you've got, you've got Besto and Rudd at the crease, Stokes to come. Still got 120, fifth day pitch. And then after that, you've got Sam Billings, and a tail, and a proper tail. So Bumrah will be telling his team, we get two wickets here, even if they need 50, we can still win. Um, I've got a funny feeling 
one of the one of the great. I hope it's not Jimmy. I think one of the great two might be just striding out to the middle, possibly broad to hit two or three runs that's needed to win in England. Or I th- I I hope now and I think now England might win this Test match. I okay. don't think it's going to be straightforward. Well, it very rarely is. Um, well, look, you'll be back with uh, Neil Manthorpe. The Cricket Collective will be looking back at this match and also looking ahead to uh, TalkSport 2's coverage of uh, Ireland against New Zealand, which gets underway on Sunday. Maybe a little bit of a chat about the limited over stuff as well, which gets underway on Thursday. Um, I mean, there's just no rest, is there? Um, well, look, thanks for your time, Harmi. You go well. I look forward to listening to the Cricket Collective tomorrow. Uh, thanks for listening to Following On. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.